Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. about this and I just want to tell my 13 year old self <laughs> yeah. like, maybe not start reading Twilight you know what I mean like it's going to save yourself a lot of heartache like you're going to be really happy but maybe just don't do it yeah I just don't <laughs> don't don't read it don't start watching those movies every single day you're going to cry a lot for no reason and it's just really embarrassing. You're going to have a lot of conversations with people trying to explain it. Yeah. And none of them are going to make sense. And it's going to be a lot of shame. <laughs> and it's going to lead to a day when you're just going to break down in front of a <laughs> random house. That has no meaning. Welcome to Into the Shame. You know what I mean? Hey, welcome. So that's where I'm at. Welcome home, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everyone listening, I'm sure you have a lot of shame, too. Yeah, this is a safe space for shame. <laughs> shame Regrets, <and> regret. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Cody, how are you doing? I'm great. I got my coffee and my smiley face mug. I'm feeling great. Aww. It's the morning. That's very pure. Yeah. How are you? Um, I'm doing great. I recently found out a very shocking fact about popcorn that I'm kind of grappling with. Okay. And it's Can kind popcorn of be shocking? It can. Oh, yeah. shit. So I don't know if you know this about me because you haven't met me in person but there's a, there's a good chance that like whenever people see me in person there's I'm almost always eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> At any given moment. Like, I I have a lot of chronic pain, but I would say some of that is always because I have a popcorn kernel stuck in my teeth. Um, (laughs) It's a problem. I just like a good munch of crunch, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Which is... Oh my god. (laughs) It's just a problem because I also have a lot of social anxiety of, like, making noise when I eat, too. So trying to find a way to, like, stealthily and quietly eat popcorn has become a challenge that I have mastered, too, throughout the years. Um, But there was a point a couple, I think it was yesterday, maybe it was two days ago, um, when I was eating popcorn and my boyfriend looked over at me and he was like, did you know that popcorn with cereal once and I um I was like shut your mouth (laughs) don't fucking I love this stuff don't say things like that um (laughs) and so we asked his google home because we're children (laughs) and that's how you millennial culture (laughs) and that's how you settle arguments is just ask (laughs) the walls and the walls speak back (laughs) which i don't trust that anyway that's a whole different conversation 
because <laughs> Tom is always listening. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's true, Cody, um, that popcorn used to be served with milk and honey oh, as cereal. Nope. Stop. Nope, because it's haunted <laughs> my dreams and I need the world to know. And I don't know how to move forward with one of my personal favorite things. So, like, knowing. this is different from, like, kettle corn, right? Yep. Why Why would anyone put milk in that? And yep. honey? No. So, yep. So, before <laughs> corn pops. Yeah. Yep. They used to serve soggy popcorn oh with God. milk and honey. Oh, my God. Yep. So what I would like you to do is I want you to stop eating your toast right I've now. I've already eaten it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to stop it, and I want you to... <laughs> I want... <laughs> like a little baby bird. And <laughs> I want you to go and make yourself a nice little bowl of popcorn cereal, please. No. And thank you. No. <laughs> I don't know how to move forward. No, I don't think we can. Because <laughs> <laughs> now there's a distinct before and after of this information. Yeah. And I can't, I don't know how to shut up without telling everybody that I know this. Like, how yeah. do I not just go grab someone on the street and, like, hold them <laughs> on the shoulders and tell everybody this information? Everything you know is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> because... Now, I am the person who now believes in aliens and also this. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I? Oh my god. How is it that every week your boyfriend manages to ruin this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, inadvertently just seeps <laughs> in and just shapes all over it. Honestly, that's such a mood. Like, <laughs> he's the cryptid. It's fine. It's this fair. whole time you've been dating a cryptid. No, okay. Well, there is a redeeming quality. So... Did you know that your boyfriend's the Mothman? Real quick? <laughs> yeah. You know, I believe that. So, <laughs> you know what? Confirm. It checks um, out, actually. So, there is a redeeming quality. He's from St. Helens. And I don't know if you all know what that is, because you don't. No. Um, but it's the it's one of the filming locations from Twilight. Sure. The Twilight. The OG Twilight. Yeah. Um, and so... Where I celebrated Independence Day, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it's Steve Rogers' birthday, um, and also Malia Obama's birthday, yeah. um, which no is a little bit easier matter. to, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit easier to pinpoint once you remember what those are. How I celebrated that was I took a Twilight filming location tour, more of a, like, informal one, uh, sure. <laughs> with him, um, which was funny because, bless his soul, he does not know locations at all. So, <laughs> um, so once we got closer, it was like my honing beacon went off and I was like, this looks familiar. And so, <laughs> I know this place. <laughs> and, um, it was, very embarrassing for me personally because I could not keep my shit together and this is a very quiet town and so it was just me hyperventilating in the middle of nowhere and so by the request of some of our lovely Twitter folks I did film myself walking around this town um, and so it's by the time that this is up it is already up for our patrons 
yeah, of just me literally screaming <laughs> and crying throughout this town. Um, and St. Helens is also known for where Halloween Town was filmed. So some of these locations will also look familiar for that as well. But some of our, our friends from Coffee with Rachel were also there recently. So shout out to our street team for doing yeah. that too. <laughs> doing so. the Lord's work. Exactly. But we also have some current events we should talk about because some good shit also just happened too. First of which is that now that we are done talking about the Twilight Saga, (laughs) um, all of the movies are now up on Amazon Prime Video. Great. So you're welcome. (laughs) It's just because we've talked about it so much. Yeah. (laughs) That they are now up on there this month. So we had to I'm, watch, or I had to, you, you had all the movies, but I had to watch Shitty Bootlegs so you guys could run and watch it on, <laughs> on Amazon Video. And you're welcome. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's literally all of them as yeah. of July 1st. So more than 10 hours of movies. God, you're welcome. No. So got a blast. We can <laughs> do this podcast later. <laughs> Even though I own all of them, I will still be watching them on there it's fine but cody we have some charlie's angels news that i would like you to talk about Uh, (laughs) i'm so excited charlie's angels is back we got case we got lupita nyong'o we got naomi scott everything is so good it's literally the best possible cast i'm ah it's so good. God. I just want to, like, that they punch chose. everything. Yes, they all look so good. Yeah, we're looking at this first post article, and Ugh. my God, just... I'm I so can... I've seen Ocean's 8. How many times now? <laughs> 18. I can't even imagine how many times I'm going to see this. Oh, my God. Movie Pass is going to kill me. <laughs> yep. But it's okay. It's worth it. Ugh. And it's next year. Yeah. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm hoping that Elizabeth Banks does the Lord's work. So, fingers crossed. So, we will update as soon as we know. I can't wait for the promotional photos. Fingers crossed. Now we have a collective piece. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Google Daily Digest, for this. Um, This gift. This gift that has a very promising image on it as well. This is incredibly good. Is it incredibly good or is it just <laughs> fine? <laughs> um, Listen, there's layers. I do like how the author has like a little bio and it says writer, comedian, carb lover. It's That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is a piece titled Seven Kings and Fetishes That Are More Popular Than You Think. It's great. <laughs> um, it has a lot of gifts in it. And so they're number one, shocking to nobody. Because it has a lot of Fifty Shades stuff in it, is that it's um, BDSM. So great. It's shocking to no one. Number two, though, pretty shocking to me, I guess, is Foot Fetishes. Welcome to the internet, baby. <laughs> it's just pretty high. I did not expect that to be that high. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's, I don't know. And then, I don't know where they got this information from, so I don't know if it's from, like, a study or something. Anyways, it's yes. fine. Someone um, just, like, this person made a list, and it was like, I like these, so I'm just gonna say they're super popular. Was it, was it a man on the street? What was it? Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. Hey, excuse me. Really quick. Can you do this real survey for me? We are revamping Billy on the Street. (laughs) God, please. You would, in my, I, okay, it's fine. I just, is, is spanking number seven? Is foot fetish number two? Is it? Yeah, that makes, I think that makes more sense. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. Spanking seems like a weird, I don't know. I mean, to Anna? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. I'm just saying. So anyways, go ahead and take a look at that collective piece if you are interested. And then this last one. Would you like to take the reins on this? Yes. Thank you. So this is from Cinema Blend, which has a cute little blender icon, and it's extremely good. It's very cute. And it's basically about how in Berkeley, in Michigan, not California. (laughs) Yeah, it's not... (laughs) UC Berkeley. Not, it's, yeah, not the Berkeley that people know of. <laughs> um, someone hid the Fifty Shades of Grey movies in, like, the library, and the librarians are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is censorship. No, ma'am. We don't do this. This is a library. <laughs> How many times do you think that students tell, like, when they're in high school, they tell their other classmates, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Berkeley. And <laughs> they, they're, in fact, they're actually going to the Berkeley in Michigan, but they try to promote themselves of like, oh yeah, I'm going to UC Berkeley. Yeah. (laughs) Try to make themselves seem cooler than they actually are. I love this a lot just because they're, all the librarians are trying to be like, oh yeah, actually this is censorship. We're trying to keep things equitable here um, and inclusive. But in fact, the people that did this are actually just doing the Lord's work because (laughs) why are there Fifty Shades movies in this library? What was, like, the book or, like, couple of books that you, like, always checked out when you were a kid? Like, Mm. over and over again. (laughs) This is embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, at my school library in elementary school, Mm -hmm. there were two main areas Uh that I went to. Um, In nonfiction, I was either always picking out books about the Titanic (laughs) or Italy it was there was no in between yeah. or i was always picking out the magic tree house yeah is that what that was called yeah 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 those at my school library and we had a nine book maximum and i always picked out nine books oh my god <laughs> because i was that bitch yeah you're like okay yeah what about you so i had like three like tiers of things like so one would always be nancy drew oh yeah all of that shit. Fuck the the boys, whatever their fucking names were. The Hardy Boys. Ha, fuck the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Nancy Drew was where fuck it was Fuck the Jersey Shore Boys. Yes, <laughs> correct. And so I'd always do that. And then, I don't know if you remember this, but there were, so like, there was Little Woman, but then there was like an offshore of that. Either the same author, like a different author, wrote like little versions for like each of the characters. So they had like a little book, like a little thin book about like from their POV kind of. Mm-hmm. And so I'd always read those. And I read Joe's like nonstop. Uh, but I, I cycled that. through, you know. And then I got a lot of Avi books, basically. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. I went to Goodwill this week to start building up my classroom library. Mm-hmm. And I picked up a ton of Nancy Drew books. 
uh, just because they had so many, and I loved them as a kid so much. They're so good. Also, they had so many Fifty Shades books. (laughs) It was very embarrassing. (laughs) And they didn't even have them in order. They were just, like, scattered throughout their fiction section, and so I kept (laughs) running by them, and I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Again? Yeah, you can't even just put them in a section. Just like let it be, and just like, like a locked box. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep like accidentally touching these and the Anne Rice books. Like God, like, <laughs> let me live. Please stop. God, yeah, I loved the the Nancy Drew books. Always got me super excited as a kid. Just yeah, because like, they were hardcover, and so it it always felt super important as a kid. Yeah, oh. you're like this is a fancy book. Yeah, fancy kid, fancy And it didn't book. have the fucking dust jackets. It was, like, beautiful. Just yes. cover printed beautiful. Yeah, I, for some reason as a kid, I always didn't like dust jackets. Yeah. But now I fucking love them. <laughs> them and, like, with a hardcover book now, when they have, like, the embossed Ooh, yeah. booked. Oh, fuck. Why don't we talk about books more? <laughs> yeah. This is a fucking book <laughs> podcast. We just don't talk about books. Yeah, let's talk about books. <laughs> Believe it or not, I like books, just none of the ones we read. I know. <laughs> God. <laughs> One of these days, we're actually going to talk about books we like. Oh my God. Maybe that'll just be like a, a patron exclusive, just like fucking books we like. <laughs> just give some fucking recommendations. Will we ever follow up on the ideas that we actually give for patrons? <laughs> Will anyone ever hold us accountable? No, never. All right. Well, that's fine. Um... Should we talk about chapter 17? Yeah, dude. All right, well. Okay, so chapter 16 ended with them falling asleep peacefully. Never (laughs) happens. Um, (laughs) Super nasty. God. (laughs) Can we just get back to the sex? (laughs) So gross. (laughs) Nasty. These people are gross. And it's morning time. And Christian is asleep, like, in between Anna's boobs, I guess. Yeah, he's, Um, like, doing this weird, like wrap around but also like nuzzling yes yeah and he's just like blowing raspberries into her boobs it's like (laughs) she's like i can't move (laughs) i'm trapped yep um so he ends up waking up kind of peacefully and things are like sort of sweet but then he is shook because he never sleeps, right? Because he's a vampire. Um, plot twist, this is actually Twilight. We've Whoa. been joking this whole time. <laughs> We're actually rereading the whole series. Um, can you imagine? Oh no. my god, no. No, thank you. So he sleeps well, which apparently never happens for him. The only problem with that, though, is that he overslept because he stayed over at Anna's place and he's late for a meeting. Very important business meeting because he's a <laughs> robot. He's like, I'm late. I don't do late. Because um, <laughs> he's a businessman who does business things. Um, <laughs> and so Anna's like all happy, right? Because she got to not have sex for the first time and actually like not be sore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, have a sort of relation type thing. Um, but Christian's all stressed out and stuff. So, anyways, she is all relaxed and gets ready to go to her job. But they start emailing. And this is where things get kind of gross, because I think E.L. James planned on this being kind of like sexting emails. Sure. But it's really... Anna starts this off of kind of, I don't know, 
they had said this in the last chapter of they communicate better through emails. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of like, so Christian, here's me trying to explain why when you hit me, I felt gross. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it kind of turns at the, at least the way that I interpreted it is him just victim blaming her through like eight emails. Mm -hmm. And it's gross. Yes. Um, because he's like, well, I really liked it because you felt like you were mine. Um, and did you just want to feel bad? Because if you wanted to feel bad, then don't. Um, and it just came off really weird. No. Um, but they go on for like, 10 emails and he's supposed to be in this meeting and they keep changing all the titles still and it's very gross yeah (laughs) very gross anyways he keeps being like go to work and she does the whole thing of like if i was listening to myself i would go to alaska um and then he's like well actually remember i can track your phone and also i have your blood so it doesn't matter (laughs) i could clone you (laughs) (laughs) it's so gross like if you're if she's physically typing it like if i was really listening to myself i would be in alaska it's like maybe that's a sign that you're uncomfortable and not happy with the situation here. Yeah, like, are you really listening to yourself right now? Come on. The fact that she's even saying, like, have you sought therapy for your stalker tendencies? Mm-hmm. And they're joking about the fact that he seeks out, like, he has a doctor right. that he goes to for therapy. Which, I mean, that's not, that's not a problem. Like, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that, I don't know. The way that they're talking about this and kind of joking about his therapy, I don't know. It's kind of gross, and I don't like any of it. Um, but one of the my favorite things about these emails is when Anna just says, like, shouty capitals. <laughs> it's <and> so good. <laughs> it's just very good. Yeah, yeah. She, when they finally stop emailing it, um, she finally just says, like, he's a patronizing son of a bitch sometimes. And it's like, sometimes? What are you talking about? Okay, come on. (laughs) Anna, please. Anna, baby. (laughs) Anyways, before she goes to work, Christian sends her a Blackberry. Because the car and the (laughs) MacBook weren't enough. Nope, of course not. Nope. And, his and we know Anna loves getting lavish gifts. We all know this. And change. Yeah. Um, and his justification was that he needs to be able to contact her at all times. Because, sure. And he's like, oh yeah, but it's on loan, so don't worry about it. Anyway, so she goes to work. She comes back. <laughs> she ends up packing and getting too busy to worry about emailing him back because she's like oh yeah well i'll talk to you when i get done with work yeah but she gets busy with kate with packing and then jose comes over you know life happens yeah life happens (laughs) she's Um, living her life (laughs) yeah because it's like her last day there and they are like celebrating all of that and stuff so she goes out with jose to the bar because Kate and Elliot are, like, literally having sex on the front couch and stuff. Things are weird. 
And anyway, so she gets back and finally checks her email. And Christian has like called like eight times and mess emailed her all of these things and like freaked out but apparently hasn't actually stopped by he's had enough self-control thankfully the only reason why apparently is because he's gone to this like fancy schmancy dinner or something mm. <laughs> it's so gross but she even says um will he ever give me a break he's suffocating me it's like anna you're <laughs> you're even saying this to yourself like get the hint girl yes so she finally calls him they have this really weird kind of strained conversation to each each other um where she's kind of kind of walking on eggshells trying to make herself be kind of soothing to help him feel better mm-hmm. it's kind of gross um but he goes from being super like angry boyfriend rah 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 um, yeah, me, me. <laughs> to them being like you hang up no you hang up and it's, it's super weird <laughs> i wanted to shed my skin i wanted to oh, yeah. leave the country and the planet <laughs> oh yeah it was so gross i think i had to stop myself here and kind of readjust because i wanted to shed my skin too yeah. the problem was that if I was reading this in high school, which, like, oh, God. Um, (laughs) But, like, if I was, I think that it kind of would have been the same with Twilight, where I would have been romanticizing this interaction. Yeah, for sure. And that's so messed up, because this is not a a healthy relationship by any means. Right. But it's being portrayed as one. Yeah, it's, like, (sighs) it's so rare that we actually get, like, moments that appear to be like a functioning relationship that when we get them we're kind of like oh this is like super cute or like oh they're like you know we're they're making it work and they're like you know learning from each other right but like no these are like scraps these are barely any <laughs> anything exactly and like in the larger picture they're like this is nothing this this is still a shitty relationship you know exactly yeah this is emotional labor yeah. In the most textbook form. Yeah. Um, but it's it's sad that I know, like, my high school self would have been conditioned to see this as romantic. Right. And so I know that there are a lot of people that also would have viewed this as such. Mm-hmm. And so it was that that was definitely a moment where I had to check myself and be like, okay, um, I can see why a lot of people like would go into the movies being like, okay, this is why they put these out on Valentine's sure. Day kind of yeah. thing. Okay, so there's, like, a break, right? They go into Sunday, um, and they've moved into their place now. And this is where I started to get genuinely pissed. Because they have a Pike Place Market apartment, which Mm -hmm. is right in the middle of downtown Seattle. Now, I am in the process of moving (laughs) to Seattle right now. And so I just got genuinely furious because (laughs) Anna's talking about how this is like a converted warehouse and there is like brickwork. And she's talking about how she literally says like the apartment is not large, but it's big enough. And that it has like three bedrooms and a large living space. And it's literally in Pike Place Market. (laughs) Now, I just want all of you listeners to know that one, three bedroom apartments in downtown Seattle don't fucking exist. But yeah. <laughs> they, there are some that do. And uh, Cody, I just want you to, I even, I, I put it in, I put it in our notes, but I just want you to guess because I put, I put a very conservative price on there, but I just That's want you to guess. That's a conservative price? 
I, yes. I just oh want God. you to guess realistically what the average price for a three-bedroom apartment in downtown Seattle costs. Oh, God. What the average costs average. for our listeners. Ugh, I don't, I don't. Because she's talking about solid wood floors, red right. brick, kitchen tops of smooth concrete. And, like, in downtown, like, the city. Like, city, city. like in like, Pike Place Market, right, downtown right. Seattle, right by the water. God. Since if you put a conservative amount, I'll yeah, say, Yeah, like, which they don't know. Yeah, which they don't know. I'll say, like, ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's, ten grand a month. That's bananas. Yep. That makes me, I want, <laughs> I want to die. For two people. Oh my god. That, what she's uh, saying is not large. Like, yeah, that's like, whatever, you know. <laughs> Who are these people? Anna, just fucking fresh out of college, motherfucker, looking for like an unpaid internship ass bitch. Like, <laughs> yep. There is no way, no way. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Who are they? And they're on the <laughs> second floor, which like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh my god. Yep. So they exist, but you're gonna have to pay ten grand a month. Jeez. A hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Whoa. <laughs> and that's literally just like rent. Yeah, that's, that's it. Oh my god, that's bananas. Yep. So just just think about that as we move <laughs> through this chapter. Just simmer on that. That's not, that is just like the plebs. That is just the Anastasia Steele and Kate Kavanaugh's of this. That's not the Christian yeah. Greys of this right? world. Oh my god. Um, wow, so thanks for joining us for Ali's Real Estate Corner. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome to House Hunters. Um, <laughs> You know, just a not large apartment. Just realistic expectations here. Yeah, just a um, standard house. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Um, they have a, a delivery boy come who brings this very vintage champagne and a helicopter balloon. Um, and Kate's like, what the fuck is this? Um, and <laughs> Kate is like weird. Um, but then Anna just keeps repeating Charlie Tingle, Charlie Tingle, Charlie Tingle. Um, Kate's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, <laughs> but Anna's like, oh yeah, Christian, um, he just like flew me in his helicopter to Seattle last week. <laughs> it's like, okay, weird. <laughs> All right. Stop making up lies, Anna. <laughs> So anyways, they have this vintage champagne in teacups because that's all they own, apparently. Um, Anyway, so she wakes up and she's, like, happy because she has the balloon tied to her um, bedpost or whatever. Um, And she's trying to figure out what she's going to do, if she's going to sign the contract or anything. Um, And then she... Apparently, Christian knows when she wakes up because as soon as she wakes up, she gets an email from him. Um, And... He sends her all of these numbers that she's going to need to get into his place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine. Anyways, um, she gets there exactly on time. And she's freaking out because she doesn't know how to blink with mascara on, apparently. Um, which, fine. That's fine. Sure. Um, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> hey. uh, listen, it's fine. Uh <laughs> 
Anyways, she gets there. Christian's happy about the fact that she knows how to be punctual. Shows her the newspaper and she's in it. She doesn't really know how to process that. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, we're friends now. The paper says so. Anyways. Um, and then he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's the newspaper, so it must be true. And it's like, what a weird, like, distrusting of the news. <laughs> yeah, Christian. <laughs> Do you think Christian's, like, fake news is real? <laughs> Probably. Oh, my I God. I would believe that wholeheartedly. I hate that. Um, he... As usual, like, one of the first questions out of his mouth is asking her if she's eaten, and she has not. It's, like, one o'clock, and she hasn't eaten, which, fair. I mean, she's probably really anxious. (laughs) Yep. And she's probably really nervous because this is the day that the OBGYN is coming, too. Mm -hmm. She probably doesn't really know what to expect. And so one of the things that he also brings up is that he wants to introduce her to his family, And one of the things that she is nervous about when he says that it'll be odd for him to do so is she immediately jumps to the fact that she thinks he's ashamed of her, which kind of a weird thing to jump to, but they have kind of a weird relationship, so. Sure, yeah. Um, And then one of the things that she also asks is because he rolls his eyes and they kind of have a little quip about that. Um... And then she's like, why are you allowed to roll your eyes, hmm? Um, So I just thought that that was funny because she's kind of a snarky little thing at that moment. Absolutely. Um, He's like, god damn it, you were the worst submissive ever. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, And then, okay, so as soon as the doctor arrives, he's like, he gets all excited and he starts clapping his hands. And he's like, are you ready for some contraception? And it's like weird because Christian's a weirdo. Um, (laughs) Fucking weirdo. Yeah. And then, so that's where the chapter ends. And so chapter 18 starts, um, with Dr. Green, who's like straight to business, no messing around. She seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and so the two of them start talking and she decide the two of them decide together on her taking a birth control pill. Mm. Uh, and it seems fine. Um, but as soon as they come back down, um, (laughs) What's pretty good about this is she's, like, for no particular reason at all, um, she, like, turns to Christian. She's like, all right, Christian, don't fuck this up. (laughs) Which is, like, totally out of character for a doctor to say, but it's a pretty choice. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're Um, a medical professional. (laughs) But it, like, completely takes him off guard, and it's pretty good. Um, And then she's like, yeah, I'm gonna charge you so many thousands of dollars. Yeah. (laughs) Shithead. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then Christian asked her how it went and she stares him straight in the face and she's like, oh yeah, things were fine. Um, Dr. Green said that I can't have sex for a month though. (laughs) And Christian goes like white in the face. (laughs) He's like, what the fuck did happen? What happened up there? What did you do? (laughs) And it's so good because she's like completely pranking him. Oh Um, my God. And then he, like, gets all pissed in the face. And then they're just, like, completely messing with each other. Which was, like, a pretty good moment for a second. Yeah. Um, and then, Actually, like, like, a little bit cute. It was. It was pretty good. Um, and then they have dinner. Or, what? Lunch. Whatever. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Time. Revolution. 
Anna says this weird thing, though, which I don't know if you understood. She calls, she's like, no man is an island except Christian Grey. Did you understand what that meant? No. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I'd ever read in my whole life. Yeah, I don't. And, <sighs> and she says inner goddess. <laughs> like, Stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God, she says it so many times in these chapters and I hate it. Yeah. Um, okay. I think maybe it's like, he's like self-sufficient or like doesn't want i don't know it doesn't make any sense no matter how you justify it yeah and then okay so they have lunch or whatever um but okay so here's the thing they she doesn't sign the contract i cannot emphasize this enough this is the whole point of her coming over was to sign this contract and she does not that was the plan (laughs) the rest of this chapter is then in the red room Yep. What is the point? I don't understand what he does with everybody else if they don't sign the contract before doing this stuff. But yeah, so the rest of the chapter is them having sex. And yeah, I I don't know. I noticed her saying my sex a lot after last week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a lot easier to do. They kind of fulfill her fantasy of like her sex dream because he has that like crop now yeah um but there was one thing i wanted to point out so because i it's been a long time since i did uh like i taught sex ed and stuff and i i'm not actually that well versed in bdsm Uh um but so he's talking about like her stamina right because this is like her first time with like this interaction and like actually fully being in the red room um but he's she like starts to drift off because she's like tired Mm -hmm. um and so and he's like not happy with that um but and he's like i need you to wake up (laughs) because like i need more than this (laughs) we're not finished (laughs) is that not like disrespecting consent yeah i (sighs) because to me that would seem like she is done right so, and I'm like, I am not, I am not an expert in this territory. Sure. But yeah. to me, that is like, someone is done in this space. Yeah, especially when you are transitioning someone into like, a submissive role. It's like, you gotta take the hints where they come, you know? Like, you can't right. just expect she's at the level where she's not, you know? Yeah. Especially when he's like, but I'll make this quick, you're tired. And it's like, what? Just... How about no? How about just that? Yeah. So that was one of the parts where I was like, I don't understand. If she's like literally drifting off, that just seems like a, right. I don't know. Because I feel like there's, and I know that there's a difference between like being fatigued and like being asleep, but it's right. like she is giving you a signal here. Yeah. Take that signal. Also, so that can we just... talk about these jeans? <laughs> we can talk about these jeans. <laughs> Just, like, literally having sex on a cross. That's a mood. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was a whole lot of stuff. But, like, the jeans are real. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the jeans are definitely real. Yeah. The jeans are real, and he has sex in these jeans that are for sex, specifically for sex. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely has sex in the jeans. <laughs> He's got sex jeans. And, I, and they're, like, tattered or whatever and, like, faded. And Anna sees them, and she's like, whoa, those jeans are hot. <laughs> I always thought it was a joke, and it's not. I thought it was a bit. <laughs> it's not a bit. It's real. I, yeah. 
But I who's just... ever looked at a pair of jeans and you're like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> I just, and maybe it's a difference between, like, the way that, like, stereotypical, like, dude jeans are designed. Sure. But, like, the jeans that I wear, I couldn't have sex in those jeans. <laughs> no. No. Those jeans, jeans, my jeans are too expensive to have yeah. sex in. I'm not not my soil jeans. these jeans, no ma'am. <laughs> I'm not gonna have sex in those jeans, and I am not gonna soil my jeans. I don't wash my jeans enough for that. Are you kidding no. me? Come on, denim is not a... meant for that. No, mm mm, <laughs> not my jeans. Mm mm. <laughs> I like this new character you're just. Mm mm, not my jeans. Not my jeans. No ma'am. <laughs> no. Okay, hold on. Have you? <laughs> Now imagine that Levi's commercial. <laughs> oh man. Levi's, you can fuck in these. <laughs> you can fuck in these jeans. They really missed out on like a on a cross-brand promotional tactic. Like that would have right? been a very good marketing juncture. Because do you remember like in old school movies when they used to just like zoom out into the window or like into the sea and that yeah. was supposed to be like they're having sex. Can you right. imagine if it was just like a hard zoom into the like <laughs> jean pocket into just like the branding of the Levi's? Oh my god. And it was just like you could just <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. You can fucking these. <laughs> And this is when we transition into our ad spot for Levi's. Yeah, this is sponsored by Levi's. The jeans, Le- you can fuck in. Levi's, you can fuck in these. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Come into these jeans, you know what I mean? Stop! <laughs> oh my god. Man, why did you do teaching? You could have been in advertising this whole time. Stop! Leave me alone. <laughs> God. Um, oh okay. Um, okay. So, anyways, um, they have sex a lot, and then um, he, she has like a room or whatever, and mm-hmm. the chapter ends um, by her going into that room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He like carries her into that room. <laughs> so, like a Beautiful. small child. Like uh, a, yes. it's like a fair. I don't, I don't know. He just like <laughs> carries her into that room. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to properly. He just like scoops her up and carries her. <laughs> just a little scoop. Yep, like a scoopity doop or whatever. <laughs> That's the one. Um. So next week we have chapters nineteen and twenty. God, we're so close to being done with this. Jesus. Do you know what that means? No. Stop. We get to watch it. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Whose voice was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my inner demon. <laughs> Your inner goddess. <laughs> Stop. No. <sighs> I want to find a shirt that says inner goddess. No. <laughs> Why? Because I want to wear it. No. <laughs> the inner goddess is me. I'm my own inner goddess. <laughs> my inner goddess is my outer goddess. Do <laughs> uh, you know that there has to be one on Etsy somewhere that's like Stop, super I know they gross I and it. cheesy? I'm going to find one, and I'm going to wear it. I'm going to get you one for your birthday. 
I'm gonna fucking scream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before we go, I want to say a super nice thank you to all of our lovely patrons. So, Shannon Clearwater is... I'm gonna do Shannon as the screech of joy I made when I saw Bella's house in person. Aw, cute. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jessica Stanley, who is that hot pair of sex jeans. Oh my god. <laughs> Jessica. I you feel can... like I always give Jessica the short end of the stick. Every... <laughs> What's the worst thing I can think of? I'm no, sorry. Jessica's I'm sorry. OG. Um, yeah. Okay, and Katie Weber is the Charlie Tango helicopter balloon. Ooh. You know, just riding high. Cute. Okay. So Taylor Brown Browntown. She's back. Finally back from She's vacation. From her slumber. Yep. Oh god damn it. I dropped my ring. Allie. <laughs> Taylor. God, why did you do this? <laughs> she just came in and like swatted it off you. <laughs> Taylor, God. That's so disrespectful. God. Um, okay. So Taylor sent three fantastic fan fictions. Oh boy. Um, that are ridiculous. So thank you for that. God. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Doing honestly. Braver than the US Marines. (laughs) Okay, for real though. (laughs) Because in those trenches, are you kidding me? (laughs) Doing things that nobody else will ever do. Unspeakable things. (laughs) Things that you know, you. I wish you could put on your resume, but please don't. <laughs> okay. Um, so this one is called Fifty Shades of Sanity, and it was written by Viola Valentin. Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and this is the summary of this: is Doctor Anastasia Steele, a young rising star in the psychology world, is a forensic psychologist. No shit. Um, working for the FBI, Anna is assigned to evaluate the mental condition of Christian Gray. But Gray is a complicated man, maybe the most complicated and troubled that she's ever analyzed. Can Anna weave her way through Gray's personality and uncover what truly happened? And this was published in March of 2015, so this was pretty recent. Okay. I understand, Mr. Gray. I reached into my bag and pulled out my planner. Unfortunately, I need to be going to my next appointment. When would be a convenient time to meet? When would it be a convenient time for you, Dr. Steele? I tried to hide my frown. Again, he was being overly polite. Uh, my next slot would, is at 11.30 this Thursday. Dr. Gray, or Mr. Gray nodded. Perfect. I will see you in two days' time then. I reached into my bag again and pulled out a business card. This is the address of my clinic. Mr. Gray chuckled. So you've determined that I'm not insane? I've determined that you're safe enough to meet privately. Safe? I've been accused of double homicide. I got to my feet. You're the only criminal I'm currently evaluating. If anything happened to me, I doubt you'd even receive a trial and would be sent straight to prison. Besides, if my evaluation of you is favorable, then that would help your case in court. And what if it's unfavorable? It doesn't matter. My aim is to uncover the truth, and I will state that truth in court to help the jury come to their decision. If you are innocent, then it will help prove with my evaluation of you. If you are guilty, then I will see to it that you're locked behind bars forever. And which do you think is the truth, Dr. Steele? I shook my head. I have no basis to make that decision on get. I held up my hand. This time it didn't wobble. 
He took it and gave a firm, business-like shake. It has been a pleasure to meet you, Dr. Gray. The pleasure is all mine. I didn't like the way Dr. or Mr. Gray grinned when he said pleasure. As I turned around and left the coffee bar, I could feel Mr. Gray's gaze glued on me, and I was sure that his eyes were directed at my black pencil skirt. I rolled my eyes. Womanizer. The bell chimed once again as the door swung behind me. Unseen. Damn. It's definitely some Silence of the Lambs bullshit. Absolutely. Like, ugh. Yeah, agreed. Well, say in Seattle, get bit. Get whipped. And also the rent is too high. Guys, fix it. (laughs) Honestly, it's a problem. (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as intothetwilight.show. You can send us an email at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at intothetwilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosthost44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at IntoWildPlaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.